Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. gospel lesson this morning comes from Mark's gospel, chapter five. We're going to read the first 20 verses, and these will serve as the basis for our sermon this morning. I ask that you please remain standing as we give honor and respect to the words and the work of Jesus Christ. Mark chapter five. Jesus and his disciples, they went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes, When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me? Jesus, son of the most high God, in God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you impure spirit. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed and in his right mind. They were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus didn't let him, but said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. All the people were amazed. The gospel of our Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. You may be seated. they have, in a way, become sort of a taboo subject. What I mean is people don't really talk about them. People don't really go near them. 
unless they have to. People make jokes about them. And it was actually the same in Jesus' day. What I'm talking about are graveyards, tombs. You see, the folks living in the region or the town of the Gerizines, they, they had one nearby and they didn't go near it. They didn't, they didn't walk past it unless they had to. The town rumor was that it was haunted. But the people who lived there knew. They knew that a homeless man lived there and called the tombs his home. They knew, they joked about how Demon Dan lived out in the tombs, and they had heard the stories. People who didn't know better would walk past, and they, they showed the bruises, they showed the scars of what happened when he attacked them. Well, the town officials, they tried to do something about it. They tried to chain him up. They tried to chain him hand and foot to the place that he called home. But this man who lived in the tombs, verse three, no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. So there he was left to roam about, and yet he was driven into lonely, isolated, solitary places. It was eerie, but on clear nights, sadly, you could, you could hear Demon Dan cry out because he would harm himself. He cut himself with stones, but there was a beach nearby. And it was on that beach that Jesus and his disciples just so happened to land. The disciples pulled the boat up on shore and they turn around as they haul the boat up on there and they see this man running towards him, hair waving in the wind, wild-eyed, coming at them. Luke's gospel tells us not wearing any clothes and the disciples jump back into their boats and they're like, Jesus, come on, let's go. Let's get out of here. Jesus doesn't move. Jesus stands there right before him and watches this man crumple before his feet and shriek, what do you want with me? Jesus, son of the most high God, in God's name, do not torture me. Jesus isn't afraid. And so he engages this man in a conversation. He asks him, what's your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. A legion is a military measurement. It's a military measurement of 6,000 people. This man didn't have 99 problems. He had 6,000 problems. Ever since he could remember, he was infected, possessed by demons. Oh, sure, it was cool that he had superhuman strength and could break chains, but not for him. No, his life was a constant battle between 
the evil that possessed him, and he lost. He was driven from his family, his friends, his job into a homeless existence. And so with nothing left, he threw himself at Jesus' feet. He just said, swear to God that you won't torture me. He begged Jesus again and again to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs, verse 11 says, was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. He gave them permission. The evil spirits went out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Just picture it for a moment. Two things. First, the demons, they couldn't do anything without Jesus' permission. They had to ask Jesus for his verbal permission to do anything. Picture this. 2,000 pigs rush off a cliff, jump in the water, and are drowned. There they are, floating up on the beach. As Jesus and his disciples now talk to this man, formerly known as Demon Dan, who is free. There's some miracles that that Jesus did that, that nobody really saw. But this... This was not one of them. Verse 14, those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons, sitting there, dressed, and in his right mind. And they were afraid. The townspeople come out, and they're not happy to see that Demon Dan is better. They're not even angry that the pigs are all dead. They're afraid. They've known a evil power. Oh, oh, that that didn't bother them. They were afraid that God's words possessed God's power to tell 6,000 demons what to do. As Jesus and his disciples were packing up to leave because the townspeople told them to get out, Jesus was getting in the boat, and the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. I don't know if it was James or Peter or John, or maybe they gave it to one of, you know, like the lesser disciples, like Bartholomew, whose job it was to count up, do a little head count, but they got all 12. 13 is Jesus. And what's this guy doing here? No, he's begging to get in the boat. Say, Jesus, I'm coming with you. This is awesome. You freed me from these, these demons that controlled me. And Jesus said, I, actually, no, you're not. You're, you're, you're actually going to stay right here. I said, no, <laughs> Jesus, I'm not staying here. I'm going with you. I'm, I'm going to be a missionary. I'm going to tell everybody what you did. Verse 19. Jesus did not let him, but said, go home to your own people and tell them. Tell them how much the Lord has done for you 
and how he has had mercy on you. Picture being the man formerly known as Demon Dan. You get freed by Jesus. You want to go with Jesus and, and go with his disciples and be one of them and tell them every, everything you've done. And Jesus says, no, you're going to stay here. Dan looks up on the beach and, and sees the people that he once knew, the people that now knew him as the crazy homeless guy who ran around with no clothes. There's the people that actually chained him hand and foot to the tombs. He remembers that. And Jesus says, actually, I want you to go hang out with them. And I want you to tell your people how much the Lord has done for you. Look, to them, I'm, I'm, I'm just some rabbi. <laughs> I'm some guy who killed 2,000 of their pigs. But you, you, you have a story to tell them. You have the story, the gospel to tell them, the story of how God's words possess God's power over the evil that once possessed you. (laughs) Jesus is right. He, He had quite the story to tell them. I mean, think about this man's life. He had lived homeless. He had lived with no friends, no job, driven into a solitary, lonely place because of the things that he had done to other people and himself. And yet when Jesus stepped on to the beach on that day, I'm giving you a fresh start. I'm giving you my mercy. I'm going to do everything for you. Include this. I'm going to drive those demons out. I'm going to forgive all of your sins. And not just that, I'm going to clothe you. And not just with physical clothes as you sit here and hang out with me and my disciples. No, I'm going to clothe you with Christ's righteousness. That's how much the Lord had done for him. And it's all because, what? God's word, possesses God's power, and he told the spirits, get out. Go away. Yeah, this man had one incredible story to tell. Here's the good news. His story, it's your story. We might not like to admit it, but we're not so different than Demon Dan. Before we knew Christ, we were homeless. We were without a place. Before our sins, once they separated us from God, we were driven into a lonely place away from God. Every good and perfect gift is from God. And without God, what do you have? Nothing. And yet when Christ stepped onto the earth and on that day hung on a cross and said, it is finished, God's words, which possess God's power, gave you his forgiveness, made everything right between you and God and didn't leave you isolated, lonely, homeless, living without clothes, but he clothed you with Christ's righteousness in the waters of your baptism when you heard God's words say to you, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I forgive all of your sins. Go and live in peace 
you're right with God's. God's word possesses God's power. And because of that, you have the same story to tell that, well, the man formerly known as Demon Dan had to tell. And the cool part about it, just like him, God now says to you, go. Go home. Go to your people. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them how much the Lord has done for you. But do you? Or do you let your demons drive you away from that? I'm not talking about literal demons. I'm talking about figurative demons. You know, those things that, well, you're not so proud of or kind of haunt your mind. Do you let those demons drive you, not to your people, to tell them about the Lord's mercy? Do you allow them to drive you from your friends, your teammates, your coworkers, your neighbors, even your own family? Talk about how much the Lord has done for you. Fathers, let's let's start there. Dads, do you allow your demons to drag you away from your number one duty, your number one calling? Point people to their heavenly father. All of us, do you have demons? You know what I'm talking about? Those past sins, those things that you did that you're not proud of, that kind of haunt you. Now you think, (laughs) I'm too embarrassed to tell anybody about God, especially if they knew what I did. Or or maybe it's not one thing or, or one demon. Maybe it's a legion of demons, many demons, and it's really all the same demon. It's the sin that you commit time and time again, and you think, if I keep doing this, how can I tell them about him? Do you listen to the demons, the voices inside of your head, Satan, tell you you're not good enough? You don't know enough. You you haven't been doing this Christian thing long enough. Go tell people about him. Look, here's the truth. The same evil, the same devil that, that actually did possess that man, he is the same one who does not want you to go home and tell people about how much the Lord has done for you. He wants to possess you, so to speak. He wants to keep you doing that because you know what? He knows what you know, that God's words possess God's power over evil. So he wants to do anything he can to keep you from proclaiming that. He wants you to forget about it. He wants you to think he's really powerful and your demons are. So you know what <laughs> you know what God did to demonstrate to, to Dan that he, he was pretty powerful? 
He sent 2,000 pigs rushing headlong off the cliff into the water, and they were drowned. God does something a little better that smells a little sweeter for you. (laughs) He gives you his word. He gives you his word, which possesses his power, which you get to hear every day. He gives you his sacraments, the gift of baptism, his body and his blood, which, which is for you, which proclaim to you what we read in Isaiah, that I, even I, am the Lord. And apart from me, there's no savior. That, that I have, God said this, I have revealed, I have saved and proclaimed, I, and not some foreign God. And add it to this, you are my witness. You know this. You have seen this. No one can deliver out of my hand. (laughs) What I act, who can reverse it? You have seen God's power and you know that God's word possesses God's power. So you also know that the same God who called you and saved you from your sins, well, he's with you as you go to do that. You know, people have said this saying, they said that Christians are to be the good news before they share good news. Friends, you are living, breathing, walking, talking examples of good news. Because just like Demon Dan, who had scars, if you will, who had maybe some past demons that that haunted him, friends, you got them. But you can go and tell people, look, look, chains once bound me and scarred and scratched me. But so what? God has freed me from this. Yep, I had some demons that that dragged me around life. But guess what? God has forgiven all of my sins and these things no longer possess me. God's word possesses God's power and that has freed me from all these things. And now I get to tell you about it. Friends, do you know what a missionary is? We often make it out to be something maybe much different than it really is. We picture missionaries being people that go to Africa or, or go to South America or, or far off lands. Do you know what a missionary is? Let's make it real simple. It, it's someone like Dan. <laughs> It's someone who knows it's how much the Lord has done for him. Just goes home and tells people. Just goes back to your, your life and tells your friends, your families, your coworkers, your neighbors, just how much the Lord has done for you. I saw an advertisement uh, for an airplane company. It said, your somewhere is out there. I get it. They're trying to inspire you to travel, sell more tickets. Your somewhere is out there. But God's word actually says the opposite. Your somewhere, it's right here. Think about this. We've been talking about how God has has freed you from the evil that once possessed you. God has called you to be his very own daughter or son and then has called you to be his witness. But have you ever thought about this? God has placed you exactly where he wants you to do just, just that. 
Acts chapter 17 says this, from one man, God made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth and he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did this, why? So that men would seek him and perhaps reach out to him and find him though he is not far from each one of us. Have you ever thought about your life, and specifically I'm talking about the people in your life in that way, that God has you working next to that person, living next door or across the street from that family as you <laughs> in the same friend or, or social group as those people so that you can go home and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. Did you know, well, on average, we're supposed to walk 10,000 steps, 10,000 feet in a day. If you, if you actually do that, that comes out to 115,000 miles in a lifetime. That's four times around the world. But you don't have to travel the world to tell people about Jesus. What if changing someone's life freeing them from that which possesses them, as simple as walking across the room and telling them how the Lord has had mercy on you. That's what this man did. Verse 19, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus didn't let him, but said, go home to your family and tell him how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So that man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. You know, it's easy to think that if Jesus were to ever like tell you that you can't go with him, that you like might walk home like Charlie Brown style, like head down, like really sad. That's not what this man did. He went home. He went back to the people that knew full well who he used to be. And he flavored his speech and his stories with the story of what Jesus had done for him. How, how God's words possess God's power over that which once possessed him. And I hate to ruin an ending to a good book, but you know what happened just 50 verses after this? Jesus went back to the Decapolis. And you know what happened when he showed up on the beach at the very same place, in the very same region where people had kicked him out and told him to go away? There was a line out the door and around the back. 4,000 people gathered together to hear Jesus tell them about how much God loves them. I don't know, scripture doesn't say this, but I wonder, do you think Demon Dan had anything to do with that? My friends, God has freed you from that which once possessed us. The sin Satan, and, and, and all that looks to control you. He has done so through his word. 
And he has given you his words. God's words possess God's power. You don't have to go and make up some catchphrase or or think through something to say, no, he has given you his words. Therefore, the spirit that God gave us, it doesn't make us timid, but it gives us God's power, his love, self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. May God grant this for Jesus' sake. Amen. 